Hi, and welcome to Meet My Followers for February 3rd, 2011, episode number 52. My name is Cade Dworkin. I am your host, and this is the podcast where I interview my actual Twitter followers. Today's guest, Steve Airy, at Steve Airy. This week's episode is brought to you by Interactly. Interactly takes the guesswork out of mastermind group creation. You can get paired up with entrepreneurs, office folks, CEOs, whoever you need in order to benefit you and your career. We can hook you up with them. So head on over to interact.ly to get started today. My guest today is, um, gosh, I don't even remember how we first met, but it's been over a year that we've been talking back and forth at one another. And, uh, you know, he's one of the guys who I, I really respect with what he's been doing online and what he's been doing in his professional life. His name is Steve Airy. Steve, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, Cade. My pleasure. Um, I think it's been a good two or three years. Has I, it really? Oh. It was You were just graduating, I think. I'm not sure. If I was it's just, been a little while. Yeah, if I was just graduating, that would have been May of 2009 with my master's degree. So, there yeah, it has Easy. been over two years. Holy <laughs> making me, making we, me feel old to start. This is awesome. This is a good way to roll out of this. So, so Steve, I mean, you know, who are you? You know, what are you doing? And, and, and uh, you know, why, why did we come? Why did we cross paths on the Internet? Man, well, that's that's kind of the, the essay question, isn't it? Um, yeah. What do I do? I'm a, I'm a confidence coach based uh, out of the UK. Um, and... Uh, Basically, what I do, I work with um, folks normally aged about uh, kind of late 20s, early 30s, who um, feel like they've been doing the same kind of thing for a few years. Maybe they've been in, a, in the same career um, since they graduated, um, or they've, they've kind of moved around a little bit and not really sure what the next thing is. They're looking for a thing. Mm -hmm. um, they don't just want to do a job that doesn't really have much meaning. They, you know, they want to actually put some kind of dent in the universe. Um, but they don't know how to go about it. They don't feel confident enough. Um, the kind of habit that they've slipped into has kind of stripped them of um, the kind of uh, the can-do stuff that they perhaps had when they graduated. Okay. Um, so they're not feeling able to kind of put the changes in place. They don't know how to begin. Um, they don't feel like they're, they're in the driver's seat, really. Um, so those are the, the guys that I work with. And, and I build up their natural self-confidence, basically, to a point where they feel ready and compelled to get out there and do stuff. Gotcha. So, so I mean, one of the big things that I've always loved with kind of your blog posts and everything else that you've got kind of running around is um, the fact that you are really leveraging, you know, you're, you're, you're getting people back to their core, right? You're getting people back to who they really are. And that's yeah. something that I think that a lot of people get away from, especially in their professional career. Um, and, and, and so can you talk about how, you know, you came upon this line of work? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess like a, a lot of um, a lot of coaches out there, you know, my my story kind of um, helps me in, in what I do day to day. Um, and crikey, you know, I'm coming up to the big four oh this year in May. Oh, wow. Um, so I've been around. Congratulations. Bit, well, I, I don't know if that's the word, but I've made it this far. Right. Yeah. yeah hey, um, still kicking. <laughs> I, I'm going to take that as a small win. So yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, I, I spent my 20s in um, an IT career, uh, and I was really successful. Um, actually, up to my early 30s as well, around about that time. Um, mm -hmm. And it was in, I guess, 2001 when the internet bubble burst. 
um, and you know a slew of folks were laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, at that point, I'd moved into uh, an e-business consultancy. Um, so they, they, you know, they they grew, I think, fourfold in a year. Um, and then obviously the next year they laid everyone off. Wow. Um, and I was amongst that uh, uh, that crew of of layoffs. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is that I was so busy pretending to be happy that I forgot how unhappy I was. Wow. Um, you know, I was doing what I, I thought I should do or what I needed to do, or um, I was doing what I thought I, the, the only thing I thought I could do, to be honest with you. Um, I'd become so kind of entrenched in this IT career mm-hmm. um, that I forgot who I was and what I was doing and what was important to me. Um, I, you know, I, I think what it boils down to is I completely lost who I was. Um, I was traveling the world first class. You know, I was at the top of my game, sure. um, was getting some great stuff done, uh, was pretty much an alcoholic as well, which okay. was a big, uh, a big kind of, uh, red flag. But of course I, um, I didn't notice that at the time. Sure. So I was very selective about what I was noticing and what I was hearing and what I was listening to myself um in particular sure um and yeah you know it, it took uh, redundancy and and following that i i spent um a lot of time uh depressed um i was on a cocktail of antidepressants for about 18 months wow um there was a time when for about 3 months i i actually didn't leave the house i couldn't really um you know i couldn't even talk if i remember rightly it was it was a weird kind of time but it, you know it was a without sounding dramatic it was some kind of a breakdown sure it sounds like, um, so, it sounds you know, like it. i mean it sounds like you'd kind of as by your own description really walked away from who you were and and yeah. were searching for an outside validation factor which you know in your case happened to be antidepressant drugs and and alcohol yeah. and and yeah. it had negative effects in other areas of your life as well absolutely absolutely hmm. i mean yeah um it, and I, I guess after that, you know, that was like a, a spade in the face. You know, it was sure. a real kind of dong kind of moment. Um, and it took it took time to 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 kind of piece myself back together. And it was, you know, like a jigsaw puzzle had just been blown apart. And then literally piece by bit, piece by piece, I had to to figure out how how it went back together and even what the picture was. Wow. Um, and I'm sure that after after all that uh, had a life kind of experience, life went down like that. Um, that what you thought the picture was was very different than what you previously were playing with. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of forgot what was fun and what I was best at. Gotcha. Um, and you know that all got buried under the 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 kind of habit and the ritual and the pretending everything was okay. Um, and I think you know what I figured out was that. It's it's it simply is unjustifiable to squeeze yourself into a box hmm. because you think that's the box where you belong or that's the box where you should belong or that's where other people think you should be. Um, and, you know, I kind of resolved at that point to to not squeeze myself into a box ever again. You know, it's it's just too damaging. It's too limiting. It's it's yeah, it's a nasty place to be. Yeah, well, I mean, it allows. It's really interesting because you know, having personally gone through something like that in the last twelve months, um, you know, it, it, it's 
it's pretty interesting the way that we use our own lack of self-confidence against us, our, our own kind of state of being. And um, that's something that when you get into that depression spin, um, mm. that, you know, you will work against yourself if you don't have the right kinds of people and support structures around you. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I was I was an island. You know, I, yep. I, I didn't have that, any support structure at all. Um, you know, it was it was just uh, uh, Steve by himself out there kind of struggling by and, and not really succeeding. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, and. and it's funny, you know, now when I, I kind of look back and, and having coached a, a heap of people, sure. I can, you know, I, I can recognize the patterns that I went through and, and the kind of deceptions that I, I played out. Mm -hmm. um, and you do, you kind of tell yourself stories to make it okay to be where you are, even if where you are is not where you want to be. Yep. You know, which is, it's ridiculous when you put it in those terms, but, you know, too many people do that. They tell themselves stories that, um, that make it okay to be someplace they don't want to be. Yeah, that, that's something that I, I think that is, um, especially now, I feel like is much more geared towards somebody in a quarter life crisis or approximately mm -hmm. that area versus, you know, in generations past, that was your midlife crisis. Exactly. And, and I find that to be a very interesting transition where, you know, I've myself and other friends and, 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 you know, people like my peer group, right. In their late twenties, um, definitely are in, are having those types of moments much earlier in life. And that's something that I think is very, very interesting. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to go digging deep into that because I, it's not, <laughs> it's not what's interesting about you and, and your work, Steve, but, um, you know, I, I think that the, the, that, that transition is definitely there. So, um, let's let's kind of change gears, though. I mean, you know, one of the things that you have I've spoken about several times, both on your blog and, and privately, is is the fact that you are really um, helping people kind of get out of their own way and and do what they love, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, what's some of the process behind that that uh, initiative? Let's put it that way. Um, well, I guess I mean the the first the first thing I guess to mention is that. Um, I kind of only decided to, to really focus on the confidence stuff about three, four years ago. And the reason for that is that I saw, um, I was just, I, I was before that I was calling myself a life coach, okay. um, which isn't a term I, I get on with very well. It's too general. It's too fluffy. It's, you know, what is a, what is a life coach? It's, um, it's, you know, it's not practical it's, enough. It's not descriptive. It's not solid enough. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. And I don't coach people on life. You know, who am I to do that? <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm making it up as I go along here myself, you know? Sure. Um, and what I saw is that the, the central thing that made the biggest difference to people was self-confidence, natural self-confidence. Um, so that's, that's kind of a decision point where I started to figure out, okay, if I'm going to focus on um, helping people to build natural self-confidence, how am I going to go about doing that? So I look back at everything that I'd, I'd done and everything that I'd seen work with clients up to that point and put together a, a coaching method kind of from the ground up, um, the sole aim of which is to build that natural confidence. And it kind of it, it's broadly speaking, there are four ways that I tackle it. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is is about naming the game. Um, you've got to put a name to the stuff that matters to you. Um, so, you know, whatever kind of dent you want to get out there and make, mm -hmm. put a name to it. 
Um, and I don't work with goals. I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a, as you might have seen on the blog, oh, I'm. I'm <laughs> that was going to be my next question. Actually. Okay, right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll table that for the minute. We'll let you get through your yeah. four, four areas that you like to work with, um, and then we'll get to that. So it's about um, naming the game, naming what matters to you, naming what has meaning, naming the stuff that has personal relevance to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's looking at strategies. Okay. So it's okay. These are the things that, that have meaning. This is the game that I want to put myself into this is the game that I want to play mm-hmm. how can I become the best player in that game what strategies can I employ what actions can I take that will make me a better player in the stuff that matters to me gotcha. so that's the kind of practical doing stuff okay um, the third part is looking at the environment um, and it's a part that I think a lot of a lot of coaches uh, miss out on mm-hmm. but it's it's absolutely critical yeah. um, and it's about creating an environment that's congruent with the game that you want to play. Um, the analogy I always use is, is about tennis. So, you know, if you want to become a great tennis player, then you've got to get the right tennis shoes. You've got to get onto the right court. You've got to have the right people supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got to get uh, in the practice of, of um, playing tennis. You've got to get the environment congruent. If you're, you know, surrounded by donuts and whipped cream, then you know you're not going to be a great tennis player. Yeah. Um, so that environment either helps you play the game or it takes away from your ability to play the game. So it's setting everything up around you so that it helps you play. Okay. And then the fourth part is is kind of about the inner game. It's mastering the inner game. So it's all the stuff that goes on in your head. Okay. Um, the fears, the stories you tell yourself, um, the second guessing, the doubting, um, the I should or the I ought uh, statements, all that stuff kind of gets wrapped up in the inner game. And I think with those four kind of um, different directions, mm-hmm. it, it kind of brings it to life um, instantly and really, really vividly, actually. Yeah, it definitely um, is something that that you know, has always resonated with me as you and I have talked both online and through mm. Skype sessions and things like that. It's always been, um, or tweets is our primary vector of conversation. Um, that, that, uh, that's always made sense to me. Right. I mean, when you kind of described that to me the first time, it just kind of, it, it hit a light bulb for me. Um, because it is such a, a, a it, it's an all encompassing description of what's going on, right? It's, it's the intentional exactly. point And then it's, you know, managing those things, so that you, you know, have kind of, you know what the game is, you play by the rules of the game that you set up, you, you create an environment for you to be successful, and then, yep. you know, you take care of the internal mechanisms. And that's something that just, it makes, it makes brilliant sense in my eyes. So, um, you know, but you had referenced it, and so I did want to talk about the fact that you actually posted a great blog <laughs> post and a document up on your blog talking about getting rid of goals for 2011 or living a goalless 2011. Can you, can right. you talk about that right. a little bit? Yeah. Um, and you know, you're, you're right. I, I'm not a big fan of, of goals by any measure. Um, and I think oftentimes they cause more problems than, than they solve or, or they, they take people down the wrong kind of road. Mm-hmm. Um, and goals, it, it, I think, I mean, there are, there are a number of reasons why I, I I'm not a fan of them. And I, I, actually when I first started coaching, I coached exclusively with goal setting. <laughs> and I did that for about two or three years and I kind of noticed, hang on, something odd is happening here. Um, people are finding stuff on the way to a goal that's more important than the goal. 
Hmm. Um, that renders that goal obsolete or it takes them in a new direction. Um, so actually, it's the stuff on the way that matters. It's not the goal. Um, so the goal can be a useful tactic sure. in terms of um, shifting some stuff around and getting some insights. But if that's the sole focus, then there's a huge piece missing. Yeah. Um, and often goals are, are you know, I, I think goals can be too future focused. It's all about some point in the future where you kind of want something to happen. You want something to be different at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, and that could be hard to quantify. It's hard to connect strongly with that. Sure. Um, because it can be really amorphous or it can have multiple meanings or it could be something that you think you kind of want mm -hmm. rather than you, you truly want. Um, so I, I kind of put the focus on, and I've mentioned it a couple of times, on games. And if you don't like the word games, then use themes or use intention sure. as well. It's about setting, um, setting up a theme so that you can get involved right now. You know, and that's why I think the word game really works for me is because, again, coming back to tennis, mm -hmm. if you want to be a great tennis player, you've got to start playing tennis. Yeah. And there's no better time to do that than right now. Yeah, I, I, that's something that it just is is really smart because, you know, I, I know a lot of people, you know, people who we share in common even, you know, uh, really are, you know, hey, here, here's the path where you want to go. And, mm. you know, set that up and have that be your goal and have that be your end result. And, you know, life loves to throw curveballs at all of us. Um, yeah, right. And, uh, you know, there are times where we have to really, uh, you know, be flexible and, and do what, you know, my good buddy and now employer Gary Vaynerchuk says is reactionary business. And mm -hmm. you have to do that in your life sometimes where, you know, it, life throws you, you know, an opportunity, right? You know, you, you meet someone special or, you know, your job, you know, offers you an amazing opportunity and you just kind of got to run with that sometimes. Um, Absolutely. And so that's something that is, is really interesting. Steve, one of the things that I didn't preface you for before the interview, but this is why I love doing these things, is uh, for you to – You're not going to make me sing, are you? No, 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 nothing that bad. But um, no, one of the things that I love doing, right? I mean you know, the reason for this show existing is for me to you know, open up my network of people who I've found through Twitter over the last three-plus years and uh, you know, just have the opportunity for my other followers and friends and people who I care about on the platform – meet the people who I think are interesting. So mm -hmm. who do you find interesting on Twitter? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I think, I mean, there's the usual crew who I'm sure get mentioned every time you ask that. You'd be shocked uh, how, how everybody thinks everybody's part of that really? usual crew. Yeah, it is really interesting. <laughs> so um, throw them out there. But I, yeah, the Jonathan Fields, um, uh, the, uh, the Chris G's, uh, the Chris Brogans, um, those those kinds of folks are, are always uh, worth worth hearing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, and I guess you know, other than than the immediate circle of friends that I have, mm -hmm. um, sort of in real life that that kind of leak out onto Twitter as well, um, there are just some really generous people um, on Twitter I found who. Um, who surprised me with, with that generosity and Rosie blue is, is one of them at Rosie blue. Okay. Um, she's fantastic. She, whenever I see a tweet of hers, it's, it's so kind of 
colorful and um, you know even if she's tweeting about how sick she's feeling she she kind of puts a bit of sparkle in there which is nice to see um uh man uh, no no i mean i gotta go through my follow list no no no, no, no i mean don't don't stress about <laughs> it i mean i'm not trying to, to make you know have you strain it's just it's one of those things where you know we've all got those special people who you know when a tweet comes up Right. Yeah. You, you immediately, you know, take stock. You take a you take, you know, 10 seconds to make sure that you actually read it and understand what's going on. And so it's it's those types of people who I'm looking for. Right. And and I think that, you know, Jonathan is, is a great mention in there because I think that he's maybe been mentioned only once before on the show. Oh, really? Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I think that Pam Slim was the only one who actually mentioned him. So, um, well, you know. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, you know, those are the great kinds of people who, you know, I think that that run around in our kind of, of space who, who right. speak very, I won't say similarly towards what you and I kind of believe, but are, are you know, entrepreneurial and interesting and, and willing to be very help forward. And I think that that's something that's a very much a theme with you and uh, with everything that, that, you know, our conversations typically revolve around. So, yeah. you know, Steve, thank you again for the time. Where's uh, the best place for people to reach out and contact you? Um, the the blog is at um, theconfidenceguyonline.com. Okay. Um, or on Twitter, at Steve Erry. Great. Well, uh, those are the best places. That's awesome. Steve, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Entirely my pleasure. And there you have it, my interview with Steve. Steve, uh, you know, as we stated in, in the early part of that interview, have, has been somebody who I've – had the pleasure of knowing for almost uh, you know a couple of years now, so that's that's uh, pretty special at this point. Um, he's a great guy. Please head on over, subscribe to his blog. That's theconfidenceguy.com, and uh, you know follow him on Twitter. That's at Steve Area. Guys, I gotta recommend him really strongly. He's a great guy and uh, someone to look out for as he's probably heading uh, stateside here at some point. Uh, might be running a workshop or two. So uh, if that's the case, I'll be sure to promote it here on the show. Thanks, guys, and I look forward to hearing from you uh, via email. That's Cade at meetmyfollowers.com or on Twitter at Cade Dworkin. See you next week.